Hello friends and welcome back. In today's episode, I want to discuss a very sensitive topic and that is abuse. There's many different forms of abuse, but today's focus I'm going to emphasize is emotional abuse. Over the last few weeks, I've worked with many of my women clients who again have had a very common theme and that's not understanding what emotional abuse is, what the signs are, and how common it actually shows up in relationships. I'm going to preface this episode that it may be triggering for you, and if you're not ready to hear this, then maybe just skip this week's episode and come back to it when you're in a better, more safe place. But this is an important topic that I want to discuss and bring a lot of awareness to. It's something that I think you need to be aware of and how it presents within relationships. Abuse is something that's very much stigmatized and not talked about enough. And we have a lot of shame if we are victims of abuse or have been in abusive relationships. Often we're not ready to talk about this or our story because of the shame and the negative stigma that we get from society. There's a lot of shame that surrounds being a victim of abuse or being in a toxic, unhealthy relationship. Um, My hope is that with this episode, you will educate yourself more on what abuse is, maybe learn if this applies to you or within your relationship, and learn how to either leave this relationship or better the environment while staying in the relationship. Ultimately, I want you to know being mistreated, being abused, being in a toxic, unhealthy relationship is definitely not okay, and it's something I'm going to highly encourage you to leave and walk away from. But at the end of the day, I know it's complicated. I know there's a lot of shame. I know there's a lot of decisions. I know that in an abusive relationship, it's layered and it's not as simple as just packing a bag and walking out the door. So with that, become aware. This episode of the podcast, I really just want to bring awareness and and plant seeds for you to think about. The sad part is we can probably all name one of our friends or family members that are in an abusive relationship. At least I know that we could think of one that has been in an abusive relationship. This topic is happening more often than you think, so it's really important for us to become aware and know more about it so we can see it and know either how to cope with it as a victim and get out of it as that survivor or support others that maybe are in these situations instead of just turning our head and walking away. Let's start off by defining abuse. So abuse is when a person is exerting a type of power or control over you and that person takes that power and control by mistreating you. Specifically when we're talking emotional abuse, this isn't a type of abuse that's tricky and sneaky. It's not seen as black and white as physical abuse or sexual abuse. Emotional abuse is sometimes really hard to identify both as an outsider and the victim. It's not as clear as something we would think it would be. It's not as obvious as maybe what we see in movies or when we catastrophize and really think about the types of emotional abuse and what is said or what is done. Um, it's, it's not as obvious as that physical abuse of leaving the scar or seeing those bruises. And I just want to also preface, like, trauma is usually the underlying cause of a person manipulating or being abusive, but it's not an excuse. 
right? Having or being traumatized isn't at all an excuse for behaviors, right? You as the victim or the survivor don't need to justify the behaviors of someone else by explaining their traumas. It's not okay. You do not have to put up with it and you definitely do not need to explain it, right? Justification does nothing. Just a pers- just because a person has been through their own life trials does not mean they get to mistreat and abuse another person. So with understanding abuse, I want to briefly touch on the cycle of abuse. This is something you can Google or maybe you've talked about or seen before. Um, But the cycle of abuse has different stages that an abuser falls into and it's pretty cyclic. It, It repeats within the relationships and it can be a matter of days, a matter of months, a matter of weeks. It sometimes changes, but it always falls within the same cycles. So the first stage in this cycle is tension building. This is where that positive energy you maybe have in that relationship decreases and those increased feelings like you're walking on eggshells come into play. The tensions are building, you're becoming more fearful or nervous of that negative energy that's starting to build. The second stage of this is where that tension gets so tight that the incident occurs. So this is where the actual fight or emotional put downs or that conflict is happening. This is where a lot of the anger, the blame, the intimidation comes out and is placed upon you as the victim. Third stage is the reconciliation. So this is where the abuser feels guilty for what they've done and they want to come back around to apologize or make peace with you. They want to just kind of settle the ruffled feathers and this is where they can possibly blame you for what happened. Maybe they gaslight you for certain behaviors Um, essentially making it feel like it was you who was the cause of that attack or you did something wrong to validate that behavior. And then the fourth stage of this is calm, where at this point there's no really tension, there's no aggression, none of the abuse is really happening, and there's this sense of happiness or honeymoon stages to where things quote-unquote go back to normal. And maybe he or that person, I shouldn't genderize because it happens on both sides, Um, But where that other person, where that abuser is, you've fallen in love with them again or you see certain patterns or behaviors maybe that was there from the beginning and it gives you hope. It gives you that light at the end of the tunnel that, oh my gosh, maybe they've changed. Maybe they've been different. And the cycle, I just want to briefly touch on so you're able to identify and be aware of the patterns if any of that resonates with you. Um, notice that I'm not really talking about these one-off situations. Like if you have a bad fight with your partner or you have a fight with a friend or something, um, this is some, this is intended to talk within the relationships that you constantly find yourself fighting in a lot, or there's a lot of highs and lows. There's a lot of up and down. It's something continuous. It's something that if you were to lay out and and look at pattern behavior, you're going to see pretty consistently. Next, I want to touch on are some of the patterns or dynamics that you typically will see in the abuser. Um, the first one being demeaning. If that person is purposely mean to you, if they're purposely putting you down, if they're calling you names, if they're saying things such as you're stupid or you're such an idiot, you can't do anything right. Sometimes it can be you effing bitch or you bleepity bleep bleep bleep. You can kind of fill in the blanks, but putting you down on purpose. Um, The second pattern would be intimidating. 
So intimidation is when that person is intentionally making you afraid or feeling threatened. Um, Third one is controlling. Controlling is, I think, the hardest part for people to see and maybe not justify, right? So controlling is typically when someone is trying to take charge over your choices, your time, your behaviors, your actions. Sometimes it comes into play when they make you question your own decisions, Um, They're wanting to exert that control over you to have a say in how you do, how you behave or how you make certain choices. Uh, Number four would be blaming. We see this a lot when you're gaslighting. Um, Gaslighting is when like you kind of point that finger and you take the blame or you're, they're they're making excuses for behaviors. Um, An example of this would be like, well, if you if you would have just done the dishes, I wouldn't have hit you. Or if I would, if you would have picked the kids up from school on time, then I wouldn't have called you such a effing dumbass or something like that. They put you down, they blame you, um, and make it seem like it's really truly your fault for their actions, for them being mean, them calling you names. Um, the fifth one I would say is really, really big. And also maybe one of the harder areas to identify and that's denial. So in this, they make you feel like you're crazy. They make you feel like you've made situations up. Or maybe when you're talking about the certain incident or the the event, that it wasn't as bad as maybe how you remembered it. And so you find yourself questioning um, what had happened. Or maybe they make you feel like you're being overly exaggeratory or that you're being too emotional. They make you feel like you're being crazy, ultimately. Um, And the last one I want to touch on is manipulation. This kind of can go in alignment with controlling, blaming. This can be enmeshed into the other areas. Um, But I'm going to point out certain examples because I think that the manipulation tactics, especially as they're going into like the reconciliation phase, or maybe that you have built up boundaries or enough pride that you're actually walking away from the relationship. Therefore, this abuser is losing its sense of power and control. So they try and manipulate you. And typically the manipulation comes out in, in them pleading or bargaining with you. And that and it, an example of that would be, I'm going to die if you leave. You're never going to be able to see your kids again if you walk out the door. How are you going to be financially be okay? You won't be able to make it in the world without me. Um, maybe it's something along the lines of like, you're the only one that I act like this way with. You're the crazy one, something along those lines to where they make you feel guilty if you walk away or if you set boundaries or if you, you know, take that power from them. So these are again, just kind of patterns and dynamics that I think are very, very important that you see often in relationships in the cycle of abuse And, you know, they can be in various forms. It can be different ways. And so I want it just to sit with you and please just think about it. If this does apply to you, if any of this sounds familiar, it's okay. If you identify as a victim of abuse or a survivor of an abusive relationship, that's okay too. Remember, I'm here to destigmatize this. I'm here to talk about it with you. I'm here to support you and give yourself compassion and credit. You're here now recognizing this. You're taking in the education. You're taking in the resources and maybe apply, hopefully applying it to your life. That's the whole reason why I'm here, right? Know that you do not have to put up with this and have that confidence within yourself. Have that self-love to reach out to people, 
There are people and there are resources out here willing to support you and help you, at least educate you. If this is something that you're really unsure on, maybe you don't have the confidence yet to walk away, have a conversation, get into therapy, talk to friends, talk to those closest to you to really sort this out and figure out what's going on and and what needs to happen in order to keep you safe. Personally, if you are in an abusive relationship and you are nodding your head like, yep, this is me, I'm going to encourage you that you need to leave. You need to get out of this relationship. If anything, right now, set some firm, firm, non-negotiable boundaries that you need to hold for that person that's hurting you and have a conversation, if you're able to, about them changing behaviors or no longer, you know, engaging in those behaviors with you. Um, I, I did a previous episode on boundaries, and if you want more information on that, go take a listen. Uh, the one thing that I just want to reiterate with boundaries is that you're not in charge of keeping that person respectful of your boundaries. You are only responsible for setting them, holding firm to them, and reestablishing them if they are crossed. But it is not your responsibility to make sure that other person doesn't cross them. Ultimately, that's their responsibility. Your responsibility is to make sure you're safe and you're safe by setting those boundaries. And you're going to be, you will have people in your life that are completely incapable of this or incapable of wanting to make the changes with their abusive behaviors. And you know what? That's okay. You have to leave that be. You have to walk away from them. You have to leave them in that state. You have to accept they are not going to change, that they do not want to change. And they're more, most, more than likely not going to change. It is not your responsibility to change that person. Your responsibility is to set those boundaries, to know your worth, and really if the behaviors aren't going to change, you are entitled to walking away and keeping yourself safe. And just remember, I'm not talking about these one-off fights where we say something out of context or say something rude out of our partner that one time or very, very occasionally. I'm talking about the consistent patterns of abuse that you see in your relationship over and over and over again. And please just note, like, if you're a victim and you're listening to this, I know, I hear you, that leaving and walking away is not easy. I am compassionate to that. At the same time, I am your biggest supporter that wants to help push you out that door. So just know this isn't easy and there's a lot that goes into this, but really truly know leaving is an option and, and you're able to figure it out. You don't have to be helpless and stuck in this relationship. If you are that friend or family member of someone you know that's being abused, speak the F up. Tell them you see them. Offer support to them. Guide them into therapy or help them get into other resources. Do not walk away. Do not turn your back. Do not have that social stigma to where your thoughts, or maybe you even said personally, it's their choice. They They have a choice to walk away and they're choosing to stay with them. I get that it's exhausting. I get that it's heartbreaking to be that friend or family member. But just know like power and control over someone is really real and, and the manipulation and the emotional shame and there's so many different layers that goes into this that if you were that friend or family member, be there and listen, speak up, 
have conversations, ask questions, more than anything, guide them so they are able to identify these patterns or cycles themselves. Emotional abuse is tricky. And remember that I said it before, but it's scars are the hardest to see, but emotional abuse has the deepest wounds. So please become aware and reach out if you are needing additional support. You deserve to be loved the way you love. Do not forget that. You do not have to put up with being mistreated. You cannot change a person. You can only change the belief of your worth and you are worthy to be treated decently with respect and honor and love. Never accept less than that. I hope this brings more awareness and education for you. I hope that you've learned something from this. Um, And if you feel like this episode can really genuinely help one of your loved ones or friends better understand their own situation, please share this with them. Please have them listen to it. Um, More than anything, obviously subscribe to my channel so you always have the latest and greatest mental health information. But the more you share my podcast and the messages that I have, the more people I get to help. And that's the whole reason I'm here. That's the whole reason I started this. If you are in Utah and you want a great resource, the Domestic Violence Coalition is a great resource to use. They have a a lot of great resources on their websites or contacts here in the Valley or in the state that you can use. Um, Nationwide, NAMI is a great resource to contact or to use. Um, There's also the the, uh, Domestic Abuse Hotline, which is an incredible resource to use any time of day if you're needing immediate support have questions, you need resources in your area, they will help you with all of it. Everything, when you, if you were to call the domestic violence hotline, everything's confidential. So they're not going to alert your family or your partner, any of that. It's all confidential. Um, I will put all of this information in the description of this podcast. So if you're wanting more information, please check it out. There are available resources, but more than anything, know you are not alone. Speak up, ask for help, support others. This is not easy and it's not as something as black and white as maybe we see or would like to believe it is. Thank you again for listening. I know again, this topic is really heavy. I appreciate you listening. I hope that this resonates with you guys. And more than anything, again, please share my messages and spread the word. May you be safe. May you be happy. May you be loved, my friends. Mm -hmm.